What's up fellow JS and TS fans, this is Zach and you're listening to the Dino Developer Show. With your JavaScript and or TypeScript skills, you can write server-side code in Dino, a fast and secure JavaScript and TypeScript runtime. On this show, I talk about going from a novice in server-side code and Dino to a productive and secure backend developer. So listen in as we demystify server-side programming and secure your confidence with Dino. And on this episode, I do have an announcement that I'll be getting to in a minute. And for the main topic of today's show, uh, I'm going to do my personal take as a user using Dino Deploy. So you can determine if you want to use it for your next project. All right, but before jumping in to my personal take on Dino Deploy as a user, um, I do have an announcement. As I mentioned in previous episodes, I love talking about this stuff, you know, tech, JavaScript, the whole lot. But I'm talking about how to write code, and I realize that's not always the ideal way to learn about code. So I wanted to give you all something to help you get up and running that's very uh, important as it relates to Dino. If you go to my new website, dinodeveloper.com, that's https colon forward slash forward slash dinodeveloper.com, you can get your free copy of the Dino Permissions ebook, which explains how Dino's permissions are an improvement from Node.js and then uh, different code examples to help you. Uh, depending on your OS. So again, the website is dinodeveloper.com for your free ebook on Dino permissions. Okay. I'll provide a link in the show notes. I wanted to give this out for free as a thank you for all of those that have continued to listen. Honestly, it's super motivating to see people from literally all over the world listening to this show. Um, I have people in Europe obviously all across the United States, uh, the Middle East. It's so cool to see so many people and are still like early days of this show listening in on a weekly basis. I just really want to thank you for that. Um, it's super exciting to me and I, it's like, I don't know, I nerd out on it. It's really cool. That said, I'd love to be able to help you learn Dino and the basics of server-side dev. Um, and I'm hoping with this new written content, and as I put more out, um, I can help you out that way as well. So you're not just listening to this stuff, and you're actually starting to see some code and, you know, what it can do. Okay, so let's jump into the actual main topic of the show today, which is Dino Deploy. Now, uh, last episode was an interview with Luca, a core team member of the Dino team, and is also a TC39 member. Luca does work on Dino Deploy uh, for Dino, uh, the company. I recommend you follow him on Twitter. And also, if you have not already, go check out that episode. I believe it was episode 13. Okay. So yeah, go check out that. 
And for this episode, I'll, as I mentioned, I'm going to be doing kind of my personal take on Dino Deploy because I have been using it. And to be frank, spoiler alert, I do love it. It's great. I think it's a very easy, user-friendly piece of tech. And especially if a beginner is listening right now, um, it's, it's super easy to work with, like very easy honestly. All right. So first off, what is Dino Deploy? In layman's terms, Dino Deploy puts your app on the internet and it lets other people access it. But how is Dino Deploy like actually different? So Dino Deploy is special, not just because it runs Dino applications. I mean, that is one thing, but the design of you know deploy allows your users to easily access it and let me explain so as luca mentioned in the last episode the design system is a bit different in a traditional sense a server exists somewhere let's say uh, california okay this server holds the contents of your application right it holds all those files etc Let's say a user in, I don't know, Maine or heck, even the UK wants to access that app, okay, gets those files, right? Well, that's a bit of a distance, right, to send that signal, to send that request. So naturally, it might take longer to send and receive requests from that server out in California. Now, we have Dino Deploy. Uh, Dino Deploy has a decentralized approach. Instead, it has multiple servers, and that means a user in, let's say, South Carolina or North Carolina, pick your thing there, might then access the New York server instead, which would provide a faster and thus better UX or user experience, which is really awesome. And at the end of the day, we're trying to uh, provide better user experiences for our users, right? So this is a huge benefit to using Dino Deploy. Now, just to say, if you go to Dino.com, I believe it is, in their docs, they actually list all of the locations which you can access from. So that's great. And it's all around the world. So that's, that's beautiful, honestly. Like, that's super cool, right? We now know the basic idea of Dino Deploy. What's its state, though? Okay, the Dino runtime is and will remain open source software. However, Dino Deploy is one offering that the Dino team is looking to make a profit from. Are they the only option to deploy an app? No, I mean, honestly, they're not. But I do think they are the best option for putting your Dino application out into the world. And no, there is no endorsement or anything for saying this. I just genuinely do like Dino Deploy, and I have used Heroku too. Heroku is great, 
and I'll get into a comparison here in a second, but in all honesty, like I would choose Dino Deploy. Now, that said, currently Dino Deploy was until recently in beta three, and I think it just recently went into, I think they announced on Twitter uh, either a day or two ago that they went into beta four. If you go to, if you have been using it or you have already checked it out, then you'll have noticed that there has been a very nice update that the team has done. It has a much more slick UI and has some just overall better UX. I mean, there's additional functionality. You can view the charts for uh, different things. You can see your logs, etc. Just all the basic stuff, but um, they took the UX very seriously, which was really nice to see. Now, what does Dina deploy? What's it comparable to? I mean, honestly, if you've used anything like a Netlify type service, then you're going to feel right at home with Dino Deploy. It really aims to cut out like the setup and the kind of like DevOpsy type things and make it super easy for you. That's why I honestly like it so much. I don't need to learn a whole bunch of new things that I'm not interested in learning just yet or set up a build pack or anything like that. Just have my info from my chosen DNS, then I can just log in with a GitHub account, check check some analytics logs, see previous deploys and see the number of requests coming in. I can manage my certs, etc. Like it's great. Honestly, it's really all I need right now. And on the flip side of this, I do know there are Heroku fans out there or users out there. And I'll say, yes, you can absolutely use Heroku to deploy. However, I just don't find it as user-friendly as Dino Deploy now. And honestly, I just want to get the thing out there. I do have a Dino application currently out there on Heroku, and it honestly does work very well. Like it, it does its thing. The thing that made me switch uh, the Dino developer site to Dino Deploy is that I don't have to do as much work making it um, HTTPS and worrying about certs, etc. It's super nice. Dino Deploy makes it very simple. Now, if there are beginners uh, in development listening to this, Dino Deploy is much easier less to know and do. Does that mean Heroku is off the table? No, by no means. But just know that you have to find a build pack and deal with making it HTTPS and dealing with the certs, etc. One thing that Dino Deploy did have an issue with, I don't know if it still does, is using some view template engines. At one point I was using, I think it was DEJS, EJS, uh, which is like the Dino version of EJS. I constantly got, I think they were eval errors and with it and had to change how to generate the pages that eventually prevented me 
initially prevented me from, but now I am looking to put everything on Dina Deploy. Now, if you are looking to use some type of uh, template engine, I have not used uh, Hugo. However, I just remember that they the team did put out some type of uh, blog article saying how you can use Hugo with Dino and supposedly it's pretty nice. Uh, I'm not 100% sure if it actually does work on Dino Deploy. I think it does. It's worth checking out, uh, but I'm, don't quote me on that. I'm not 100% sure. Check it out for yourself. Now, another cool thing is that you can also do SSR with uh, JSX, if that's something that you're familiar with, plus the docs for Dino Deploy are decent. So if you have concerns or questions, you should definitely check them out. And the last thing I want to note is that currently at the release of this recording, Dino Deploy is free. Yes, free. That is an op awesome opportunity for you to go check out one, Dino, and then two, Dino Deploy. Okay, so there's no reason for you to not check out either of them. All right, and that concludes this episode of the Dino Developer Show. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, for your free ebook on how Dino's permissions work, check out dinodeveloper.com. The ebook gets you going with how Dino's permissions are an improvement over Node and how to actually do them. Also, if you're looking for things JavaScript, TypeScript, Dino, server-side JavaScript, whatever related <laughs> on Twitter, you can follow me at Zachary Crav. That's Z-A-C-H-A-R-Y-K-R-A-V. And as always, if you enjoy this show, give it a follow and a review of your podcast platform of choice. It's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, Reason, and Amazon Music, and a whole bunch more. If you want to, you can also subscribe to the RSS feed. Music is done by audionautics.com. My name is Zach, and I'll talk to you next time.